Time magazine called him the unsung hero behind the internet. CNN called him a father of the internet. President Bill Clinton called him one of the great minds of the information age. He has been voted history's greatest scientist of African descent. He is Philip Emigwali. He's coming to Trinidad and Tobago to launch the 2008 Kwame Touré Lecture Series on Sunday, June 8th at the JFK Auditorium, UE St. Augustine, 5 p.m. The Emancipation Support Committee invites you to come and hear this inspirational mind address the theme, Crossing New Frontiers to Conquer Today's Challenges. This lecture is one you cannot afford to miss. Admission is free, so be there on Sunday, June 8th, 5 p.m. at the JFK Auditorium, UE St. Augustine. very much. I'm Philip Emagwale. Back in 1989, it made the news headlines that an African supercomputer wizard in the United States had theoretically discovered how to solve a world record system of 24 million equations of algebra and experimentally discovered how to solve them across an internet that he visualized as his global network of, of 65,536 processors. I, Philip Emagwale, was that African supercomputer scientist that was in the news back in 1989. The modern supercomputer that computes in parallel or by solving a million mathematical problems at once arose from our need to make the impossible to compute possible to compute. I experimentally discovered parallel processing, the technology that makes computers faster and makes supercomputers fastest. I experimentally discovered how to solve those computation-intensive problems and how to solve them across a small internet that is a global network of 64 binary thousand processors or as many tiny computers. The most computation-intensive problems in physics include problems arising from encoding the laws of motion of physics and encoding those laws into partial differential equations of calculus that are reduced to a large-scale system of equations of algebra. And using those algebraic equations to foresee otherwise unforeseeable global climate change or to recover otherwise unrecoverable oil and gas, or to solve many computation-intensive problems arising in large-scale computational physics that are otherwise impossible to solve. The fastest supercomputers of the 1970s were powered by only one isolated processor, 
that was not a member of an ensemble of processors that communicates and computes together and do so as one seamless cohesive supercomputer. The paradigm in fast supercomputing shifted in 1989. Before 1989, the fastest computations were recorded on a supercomputer that computed with only one isolated processor that was not a member of an ensemble of processors that communicates and computes together and as one seamless cohesive supercomputer. That singular processor was the heartbeat of the supercomputer. The established truth in supercomputer textbooks was called Amdahl's Law. In the most quoted scientific paper in supercomputing that was published in April 1967, Gene Amdahl wrote that it will forever be impossible to achieve a speed increase of a factor of 8 and achieve it by using 8 processors to power a supercomputer. 23 years after Anders' law, it made the news headlines that I, Philip Emma Aguale, discovered that the impossible to compute is in fact possible to compute, namely achieve a speed increase in supercomputing of a factor of 64 binary thousand and achieve that speed increase with as many processors. Parallel processing was the holy grail of computing. In the 1970s and 80s, to parallel process a computational physics code and to do so across an ensemble of eight processors was like looking God in the face. That eight processor limit problem was enshrined into Amdahl's law of April 1967. In the June 10, 2008 issue of the Wall Street Journal, of the New, I'm sorry, in the June 10, 2008 issue of the New York Times, Steve Jobs was quoted as telling Apple's Apple's worldwide developers that, quote, the way the processor industry is going is to add more and more cores. But nobody knows how to program those things, unquote. Steve Jobs continued, quote, I mean, two, yeah, four, not really. It, forget it. Unquote. To experimentally discover the parallel processing supercomputer is to record the previously unrecorded speeds in computation and record them while solving a million problems at once. And to solve those problems, 
when the likes of Steve Jobs of the computer world and the likes of Seymour Cray of the supercomputer world said it will be impossible to solve its problems at once or impossible to parallel process across its processors. All in all, the fastest supercomputer costs the budget of a small nation and it is purchased because the fastest supercomputer gives meaning to life and because the fastest supercomputer makes the world a better place and because the fastest supercomputer makes humanity more knowledgeable and because the fastest supercomputer of today will become the computer of tomorrow. A faster supercomputer proves that humanity is progressing in the right direction. A faster supercomputer increases our level of civilization and enables our children to do better than us. I'm here because my contribution to the modern supercomputer helped compress the time to solution of the most computation-intensive problems in physics. I'm here because I experimentally discovered how to compress the time to solution of the most computation-intensive problems arising from encoding the laws of physics and encoding those laws into the partial differential equations of calculus. I'm here because I mathematically discovered how to reduce an initial boundary value problem of calculus that is defined in its interior domain by a system of coupled, nonlinear, and time-dependent partial differential equations that I further reduced to a large-scale system of equations of algebra that approximated that initial boundary value problem. I'm here because I mathematically discovered how to solve those algebraic problems and solve them to foresee otherwise unforeseeable global warming or solve them to recover otherwise unrecoverable oil and gas. I'm here because I experimentally discovered how to make the most computation-intensive problems in computational physics that are impossible to solve, possible to solve. I'm here because I experimentally discovered how to execute the most large-scaled computational physics codes and execute them across the largest ensembles of processors. Once upon a time, before June 20, 1990, to be exact, the fastest 500 supercomputers in the world computed with only one processor. Before June 20, 1990, parallel processing 
was ridiculed as a beautiful theory that lacked experimental confirmation. On June 20, 1990, the Wall Street Journal wrote that Philip M. Aguale has experimentally discovered that parallel processing many things at once instead of sequentially processing only one thing at a time should be the starting point of the modern computer. 1989 was the year that I experimentally discovered how to parallel process across a global network of processors that is an internet. 1990 was the year the supercomputing industry upgraded parallel processing and upgraded the technology from a theory to a discovery. I was in the news because I experimentally discovered a paradigm shift or a change in the way we look at the computer and the supercomputer. After June 20, 1990, the fastest 500 supercomputers in the world we are computing in parallel and communicating across up to 10,649,600 processors. We now understand the modern supercomputer as a parallel processing machine. Parallel processing was the stone that was rejected as rough and unsightly, but that became the headstone of the supercomputer industry. According to the guiding lights of the world of computing, namely Jim Amdahl of the world of mainframe computing of the 1960s and Seymour Cray of the world of vector supercomputing of the 1980s and Steve Jobs of the world of personal computing of the 1990s. And according to these three digital giants, it will it would forever be impossible to achieve a speed up of eightfold in the world of computing and supercomputing. In the spirit of the 1970s and 80s, the June 14, 1976 issue of the Computer World magazine carried an article that was titled, quote, Research in Parallel Processing, Question as Waste of Time, unquote. Fourteen years after that article, the June 1990 issue of the Siam News, the flagship by monthly news journal of mathematicians, carried a cover story that described how Philip M. Aguale mathematically and experimentally discovered how to save time by parallel processing through 64 binary thousand processors. And the June 20, 1990 issue of the Wall Street Journal carried a story that reported that Philip M. Aguale experimentally discovered that parallel processing it's not a huge waste of everybody's time. 
I contributed to the understanding of parallel processing and that in turn changed the way we think of the supercomputer. In my old way of thinking, the supercomputer did only one thing at a time. In the new way of thinking, the supercomputer do many things at once. That experimental discovery of parallel processing became computing's defining moment and the bedrock of the supercomputer. That experimental discovery of parallel processing made the news headlines because I discovered the fastest computation and discovered it across the slowest 65,536 processors. On a relative scale, the speed increase that I experimentally discovered in 1989 was 3,000 times greater than the speed advantage the commercial aircraft has over the bicycle. The fastest supercomputer of today is 100, is 100 million times faster than the fastest supercomputer of 30 of 30 years ago. In 1989, it made the news headlines that I experimentally discovered how a large-scale computational physicist can compress half time to solution from 180 years to only one day. That experimental discovery opened the door to the current state of the art, namely the compression of time to solution from 30,000 years to only one day. Back in April 1967, the revered supercomputer scientist named Jim Amdahl wrote that it would forever be impossible to compress time to solution from eight days to only one day and to do so by parallel processing the most computation-intensive codes in computational physics. That pessimistic, pessimistic assertion that originated in April 1967 from Silicon Valley, California, entered into every supercomputer textbook to become the famed Amdahl's Law. That Amdahl's Law is to supercomputing across plural processors. What Moore's law is to computing within a singular processor. On the date Anders law was invented, I was fleeing as a 12-year-old refugee that was fleeing from Abo, Nigeria, and I was fleeing to Onicha, Biafra. Onicha was my ancestral hometown. In the following 30 months, Onicha became the bloodiest battlefield in African warfare and in a war in which one in 15 Biafrans died. 22 years after Amdahl's law was published, I experimentally discovered that the impossible to compute is in fact possible to compute. 
I experimentally discovered how to exceed the eighth processor limit of Amber's law and how to use 64 binary thousand processors to solve the toughest problems in physics. That experimental discovery made the news headlines as the biggest paradigm shift in computational physics. That experimental discovery opened the door to a revolution, namely computers and supercomputers that could do many things at once. That experimental discovery that I recorded from my email experiments of 1989 provided the designers of the modern supercomputer with the insight that changed the way they designed the modern supercomputer. That is my contribution to the development of the computer. I'm Philip Emma Aguale. Let's keep our conversation alive at Emma Aguale. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Insightful and brilliant lecture.